Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 24th December 2020 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. So, of course, you know it's Christmas Eve, right? Well, you won't be surprised to learn that we got you new stories as a present this year. Surprised, aren't you? Well, even if you aren't surprised by that, you will be surprised by the stories our young people have for you. This was our second year of showcasing young talent on our stage in our annual Student Story Slam, and we were not disappointed. Today's first story is from Nabila about not being the first. And then we'll hear from Karis on her attitude towards her family. And lastly, we'll hear from Samson, a story from the 2019 Student Story Slam. Before we get to today's stories, though, a huge Christmas Eve and belated winter solstice hug goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. Keep being the group of astounding, warm, and always surprising people that you are. Hugs go out to our listeners from overseas as well. This week, particularly to listeners in Montreal in Canada, Seoul in Korea, and Mundelian, Illinois in the U.S. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. The next Student Story Slam will be coming up in the autumn of 2021. As ever, we'll be accepting stories from secondary school students in Hong Kong. The details of how to apply or get involved will be on the website in the new year. If you're interested in storytelling workshops for your school, please contact us via the website at hongkongstories.com or on our email, storieshongkong at gmail.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than comedy. It's better than drama. It's real life. And now with a story from our 2020 Student Story Slam, which let me tell you is not easy to say, which had the theme of seconds... Here is Nabila. When I talk about second hand, I think I am the most experienced person in this world. I'm the second child in my family. I have an elder sister and a younger brother. <laughs> when I was a little girl until now, I always got the clothes from my sister, mother, cousin, or even my younger brother. But why am I always using second hand items? Why can't I buy a new one? Sometimes, this is a question I always ask myself when I have a second-hand clothes. Every time, when I saw my mother buying new clothes for my sister, I felt disappointed and a little bit angry. She can got beautiful new clothes, and I just got the clothes which she was not going to wear it anymore. This is so unfair to me. That's what I used to think. One day, my mother cleaned up her wardrobe. She took her a pretty skirt. It was a medium-sized gray cotton skirt. She hasn't worn it for a long, 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 long time. Maybe more than 20 years. She told me she bought this skirt when she was working in a company because it's made from Japan so that the skirt was very expensive and cost her more than $500, which was a lot of money for my mother spending on one piece of clothing at the time. And I asked her why she bought this skirt. She said, when I bought this skirt, the clothes made in Japan was very popular at that time. I would dress up and wear this skirt to look beautiful and went on dates with your father. She could wear it before she has my sister. But last day, she was, uh, she was not a girl anymore. Therefore, she gave this skirt to me. Then she said, I know you were disappointed when you are having second-hand clothes. But my little girl, 
We gave you our old thing, not because we want to save money, but because we want to accompany you when you grow up. At that moment, I felt a little bit sad. Not that the clothes were old, but the clothes has recalled my mother's memory of her happy age. I first wore this skirt and went on a travel with my family in 2018. On that trip, I am happy and joyful. I think I am passing the memory of my happy time. As a result, I changed my mind of having second hand. Sometimes, often is a symbol of our memory and history. Maybe giving it to others or having second hand items is valuable. Thank you. I am the second child of five and understand about second hand. Nabila though has given me a new perspective, and thank you for that. The static noise you heard was our storyteller taking her mic protector off before sitting back down and putting her mask on. This year has had some interesting challenges for storytellers. Still, as usual, Hong Kong students are not only talented but adaptable as well. We were lucky to have scheduled this show in a time when our social distancing rules were a bit more relaxed, allowing us to get together in the theater to perform. Our students all told stories on the theme of seconds this year, and up next we have a story about a second person. With her story on the theme of seconds, here is Karis. What does second mean to you? Well, it may not mean much to many people. To me, second was second. There was nothing special about it until the moment when my sister was born. A second child means my life will never be the same again. I believe that there are lots of you who are the only child in your family, especially growing up in Hong Kong. People don't have the energy and space to have the second kid. I was also once the only child in my family, being pampered and showered with lots of love from everyone. However. I was totally not satisfied with that. All I wanted was only having a sibling, a real person to play with, but not just stuffed dolls surrounding me. Being alone wasn't that fun at all, so I used to do this all the time, having my eyes wide open, holding my hands together, begging to my mom, "Can I have a sister, please, or brother? I just really, really want to have a sibling." I have been doing it for a really long time. When I was in primary two. My dream did come true. My little sister arrived in this enormous world. There was the day when I went home from school. I saw my mom carrying a baby sitting on the sofa. I was so surprised and leaped for joy because I didn't know that my sister would come back on that day. It was so unexpected. She was so tiny and so adorable. As a seven years old kid. I was so curious about the newborn baby, and without a doubt, the first thing I did was to ask for the permission to carry the baby. My mom told me that to carry the baby, I must keep myself clean, so I immediately rushed to the washroom to wash my hands for twenty seconds. Then I ran to my room to change into a new set of pajamas. After I ensured that I should be clean enough to carry the baby, I sat on the sofa, and my mom gave me the baby. I held her in my arms and tried to cradle her, and I asked my mom. What is her name? Kara. My mom replied. Then I used my hands to touch her little face and hands and said, "Hello, Kara." Suddenly, she cried loudly, and I was, of course, terrified. So I immediately gave her back to my mom and said, "I would never, ever carry her again until she's willing to let me do that." 
Everyone in the house laughed, and I just tilted my head, wondering what what was so funny about that. When Carol was back to my mom's arms, she stopped crying. I was so surprised why she would stop crying immediately when my mom was carrying her. Maybe that was that's my mom's superpower. Well, I was thinking, will she do the same to me one day, or would I be able to give her the same comfort as my mother? Well, Kara sleep, fell asleep a moments later, and my mom put her into the crib in her room. When everyone was talking about the newborn baby in the living room, I secretly went into her room. She was sleeping like an angel. I stood near the crib, but I was completely still because I was scared that I'd wake her up and make her cry again. Then I whispered, "Welcome home. I'm your big sister. It's nice to meet you." Looking at her sleeping peacefully really melted my heart. Her tiny little face and hands with a pair of mittens on are just the cutest thing I've ever seen in the world. Now that Kara is already seven years old and I'm fifteen, being almost eight years apart, we don't actually share similar interests and hobbies, and we also have lots of arguments, just like most siblings do. However, I enjoy spending time with her, doing a lot of silly things at home, such as. Chasing each other or playing hide and seek together, it may seem childish to many people with a 15 years old teenager fooling around the house. But I truly enjoyed the moment, hearing her laughter and seeing a big smile on my sister's face. Although sometimes she's quite annoying when she tries to make a lot of noise just to catch my attention while I'm busy with my schoolwork, I just couldn't imagine how my life would be without her. I will never forget that day when the second little member arrived to our family, and that magic second when I saw the gift of God. My heart was filled with tenderness, and I will never forget the blessed second when I sincerely prayed to God, "May the second be blessed." I will forever treasure my identity as a big sister, and I vow to give all my love and care to this precious little second one. Thank you. Our last student story today is from the 2019 competition, which had the theme "the good, the bad, and the awkward." This story was the winner in 2019. Here is Samson. I really hate waking up early, especially on Sundays. Can you believe my great luck? It's 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Like a tsunami, my memories hit. Going to Beijing with the school is just my idea of a holiday. <sighs> Luckily, my mom packed my emergency stash of Snyder pretzels. <laughs> I heard that China air food is absolutely horrible, so that's a relief. My mom dragged my sleepy brain into a taxi and got me to school. There, I met my best friend Frank, who was wearing a filter mask that made him look a bit like an FBI agent. I said, "Your asthma isn't that bad," and he replied that Beijing weather, you know. And I threw him a bag of Snyder's, which made him take off his mask. I'm nice, remember? <laughs> Then Mrs. R, which was our group leader, stormed into our room and yelled at her in her Scottish accent to get on the bus quickly and go to the airport because if we didn't, we're gonna be late for our flight. <laughs> <laughs> At the check-in, um, I found that I was going to be sitting next to Hayden, who、um, I thought was really awkward in his woolly jumper.、Um, and I watched some Avengers on the plane, but 
The teachers told us that we were only supposed to watch the kids section, but he was super nice and he didn't tell the teacher. Um, on the coach to the way to the hotel, I saw Mrs. R, again in her Scottish accent, um, speaking on the phone about a race. And she was like, oh, maybe we should postpone it till tomorrow. Yeah, because they're all very tired. And then suddenly we arrived at the hotel hotel we got free pandas there which was amazing mine was so fluffy um at dinner uh i was lining up for the noodles and suddenly there was this tiny girl that cut straight in front of me and took all of the noodles i was so annoyed noodles is my favorite thing but i didn't let it get to me as star wars was on the tv in my room and well I was a bit tired and went to sleep. The next morning, I was super energized, and the teachers told me that I was going to the Great Wall of China. After a three-hour bus ride, the Great Wall suddenly loomed out of the mist, majestic and grand. I was excited. We got off the coach and learned that we were going to have a race up the Great Wall. I was stunned. I learned that my group was going to be um, Daniel, Frank, Hayden and me, which um, are all of my good friends and I wasn't really worried at all. We lined up at the starting line and I looked to my left and there was a team that called itself Laser, but they looked like they belong in a math calculus class more than a race. And I looked to my right and it was the group that was stealing noodles from me. Oh no, I'm not going to let them win. Three, two, one, and we set off. I raced to the front, and Team Panda, which was our team name, um, raced up the wall. To our left, Laser instantly tripped. If I was to describe their top speed, I would say putting on wheels. But there was this same girl from the buffet that raced up to my speed. <laughs> and I was shocked. Like... She had the worst shoes ever, and I thought they should have broken apart in the first step, but clearly not. Um, I got to the top block of Fortress on the Great Wall, and I saw that she was more overtaking us, so I was a bit stunned, like a little tiny girl was overtaking me, which was a bit surprising. <laughs> so um, I raced up, and it was like I had a jetpack, and I blasted in front of her and then the little plum elbowed me backwards <sighs> how rude but I managed to slip past her and get to the finish line but then I suddenly realized my pants were much more airy than before and I looked down and I was like whoops <laughs> and so uh the girl started laughing and I was like oh no you don't I honestly wanted to hammer throw that maddeningly irritating youngster off the wall, but I didn't have to do anything. Team Laser tripped again. And it was the best rugby tackle I've ever seen in the world. Hmm. So we piled back onto the bus for school, for the hotel, as it was time to go. And Mrs. R, who didn't see anything, said that we were absolutely wonderful. <laughs> And when we got back to the hotel, 
Um, I was waiting in the noodle line again because it's my favourite food. And I looked behind me and, well, looked down quite a bit because she's quite short. And uh, saw that she was quite sorry and I was so surprised that... And then I asked her, is she okay? Because I'm nice. And uh, that she was rugby tackled by more than 10 people. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. And then at the end, I realised that awkward isn't, like, the definition is quite twisted and that we're all quite weird in our own way. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>